Welcome to an episode of Rosenballs. Listenership is kicking up. Gotta love it. Um, going down the stretch, obviously going towards March Madness, is usually sort of the dark time in the NBA. You kind of see extremes happening at this stage, right? And one of the lessons in, in this stretch going down is, so first, obviously, there's really the teams are mixed into two groups, okay? Really simply. Teams that are they're trying to win, and teams that are trying to tank, and the teams that are just complacent. Okay, so maybe it's three. Um, and you see it really manifest itself uh, this time more so than any other time, right? So, you know, as an example, you don't want to overrate what teams are doing at this stretch, depending on who they're playing and kind of what circumstance they go in. And also, like, seeding in the NBA is also a big deal. So... As an example, the Celtics have played well of late, and they've played their way, I would say, into a a good enough playoff scenario for them, right? They're in a a playoff situation in the 4-5 area that they're happy with. Here's what I mean by that. If you're in the East, I think the team that you're afraid of in order, um, and I know it's going to sound crazy, number one is Brooklyn. I'm going to get to Brooklyn in a second. And then I think it's Milwaukee. Um, and then, you know, I, and then I think it's, you know, Boston and then Philly, right? Uh, and then outside of that, there's a gap. And the NBA season is really, you know, if you're a team that's a trending team, and most teams are, you got to peak during the right times. Um, and you can see kind of the playoff trajectory based on when the teams peak. The Celtics are coming off a loss to Dallas at home. A game, you know, they're up double figures at halftime. Probably the kind of games you need to win, and come playoff time, the types of games you can't lose, lest you be like the Sixers, who who lost double figures to the Hawks, you know, playoff series a few years back. So, I think the Celtics finishing in the 4-5 range is kind of where they want to be. Um, the road they want to go, and I mentioned, remember, I didn't, I didn't say Miami. Now, a, a lot of Heat fans ever think are going to come at me, and here's why, right? In the end of the day... In a seven-game playoff series, there's such over-scouting done that a lot of, you know, who's better than whom or the matchups that are favorable are about how many individuals on the team can beat you, right? So in a playoff game, especially when things get tight, you tend to rise certain individuals, the matchups are favorable, and then you got to look at how many players on my team can, can I ride over given periods, right? So the Heat, offensively at least, really only have one guy that I would say you can, like, ride. You can run offense through him and, and you know, he, he can carry it, right? So Jimmy Butler's really that guy. After him, you can make an argument for Lowry, maybe even for Tyler Hero. It wouldn't be a great one, right? So you got kind of two halves. I think, look, I get it, you know. They rode with Tyler Hero uh, for... Uh, you know, quite, quite, quite a long period. You know, but beyond that, um, I mean, remember, Hero was the guy that really won the series for the Heat against the Celtics in the bubble. Beyond that, uh, there's, there's no one there, right? Now, Victor Oladipo, again, if he comes back and he's healthy, it's, that could massively change the fortunes, but I think they really miss Goran Dragic and... The fact that he went to Brooklyn just became 
made the Nets a, a bigger juggernaut, right? But again, not a lot of guys that can carry you. So the Heat are not scary. So if the Celtics finish 4-5, and the Heat right now are projected to go 1, finish with the best record. The Celtics basically are going to play Chicago in round 1, which is a great matchup for them. Okay, then they get the Heat in round 2. They could, they could, I wouldn't say coast, but they could find a nice avenue to make the conference finals and then hope Brooklyn just loses along the way. Okay. Now, Brooklyn, if they're seven or eight, I mean, they're going to have a tough matchup, right? So Brooklyn's going to, Brooklyn have to go through Milwaukee and Philadelphia, um, depending on where they, where they match. Now, the Milwaukee series, that, I mean, that could be, if they put Milwaukee in round one, the winner of that just could win the East, quite frankly. But again, it just gives a team like the Celtics uh, a nice avenue there. So the Celtics, in my opinion, I bring that up because we saw from the top, in terms of betting against them, looking at their lines in the last 10 games, they're just going to be methodical, I think. I think they're going to try to get the four seed. Obviously, they look to win every game, but they're not. I wouldn't bet with them with the same vigor that I had during this massive streak that they played. So now let's go, you know, towards other teams and how you should bet against them. Brooklyn, I mean, you got to take Brooklyn every game. Brooklyn's got every incentive to win right now. They have a great team. Uh, that has whooped Philadelphia like crazy. I would literally just take them. Bet on them every chance you can. Uh, regardless of Kyrie's playing, right? Because they got KD, Goron. Um, and regardless of what's going on with Simmons, the team is just really motivated right now. They're a good track team. I would say four and five games in a row. Just continue to bet on them. You're, you're going to do well in that philosophy. And look, they're going to try to sneak it to six down the stretch. Um, probably try to overtake Cleveland. Uh, you know, that area, they're, they're near Toronto. That's an easy one. And then you have like the... So Celtics are more of a content team as an example. They're kind of complacent where they're at. They're okay at five. They prefer four. And Brooklyn's a team that's obviously looking to win. Now the team's looking to tank. This is pretty easy to spot, but worth pointing out. So, you know, OKC uh, has long been uh, a team that's been looking to tank a couple of years, but obviously they're playing shy now, but they're also getting a lot more minutes for their youth. And they, they just got to figure out their youth going in the offseason. But, again, down the stretch, I would bet against OKC. They're going to look tight during games, and they'll just randomly collapse in the fourth quasi on purpose. Right? So let's, let's focus on some of the other buckets here and where teams should go into what, what mix, right? So, like, look, like Atlanta, I would say Atlanta, Charlotte, uh, even Cleveland now, kind of going back at it. Um, Denver, Golden State. Obviously, the teams play each other. You avoid them. Uh, the Lakers, um, Minnesota. Uh, again, these are all going to be teams that are looking to to play to win now. So if they're if they're playing, you bet on them. Uh, Brooklyn, as we mentioned, New Orleans. Uh, I wouldn't say Philadelphia. I wouldn't even say Milwaukee in there. I wouldn't say Phoenix. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say other ones there. Um, and I would say probably that's it. Uh, Memphis and, and Utah, actually. Uh, those are the teams looking to win. 
right? So if those teams are playing, that's one group. Obviously, your goal is to get teams playing from one group to the next group so you know who to bet on. That's teams, I would say, down the stretch. Look at a win, as I noted. I would bet on those teams. Then the teams look at a tank. Okay, so this is going to be Detroit, Houston, Indiana. Um, you know, New York should be in this group. They're not playing like it. Orlando. Portland. Portland's a big one for me. Big, big team, team OKC. Um, those teams look at the tank. And then everyone else is kind of complacent. There's a couple of question marks. So, again, if you have any of those teams playing outside of their group, you take them, you don't, you think the other team against the spread against the tankers, right? So, again, as an example, if, um, you know, the Indiana Pacers, again, there's, there's the only contradiction here is that they're playing a revenge game, right? So if Indiana's playing like in Sacramento, then, you know, you got Sabonis, you got Halliburton, they're trying to show the other team that they did the wrong deal. Other than that, though, you got to bet against Indiana down the stretch. It's an obvious one for me. OKC, as I noted, bet against them. If you're Brooklyn, if you're even Cleveland... Okay, even Dallas, Utah, Memphis, bet on them. Washington, depends what side you're playing, right? Washington's playing in Indiana, probably bet in Indiana. Washington's playing Memphis, tough call, probably, probably go Memphis. Washington's just like a par in the middle team. So this is kind of just a betting strategy down the stretch. You can really tell the NBA, you, you can you make gobs of money as teams kind of just lay out their plan and post-All-Star break, the ones that are tanking, tank hard. I mean, you're going to see some names of these box scores you never heard of, right? Like Dwayne Washington. They're going to start getting a guy. And what I love about this is, like, you know, fans of, of these teams, this matters of, like, Edmund Sumner. Edmund Sumner played, like, great for Indiana down a stretch. He's, like, you know, barely in the league, right? And, like, yeah, you're going to have your O'Shea Brissett's. You're going to have your Dwayne Washington's. You're going to have your Jeremy Lamb's. Randomly put up some big games, and you know, look, you gotta, you gotta realize when these games occurred, who they're playing against, and stuff like that. The teams are gonna overrate certain things, right? So, like Detroit's been playing well, the Pistons have. They're gonna try to build off something. I think they've already clinched their sort of area in the seating, and yeah, and they're happy with it, right? And look, as a result, they'll just. Um, you know, you shouldn't overrate it, right? Like, if if Marvin Bagley gives you 12 and 10 down the stretch, or 12 and 8, don't, like, you know, don't over-sign him or anything like that. And that's that's the that's the method here. Just don't overrate either if you're a team, but do look into it if you're a better. 